Welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Levine, and I thank you for hanging out with me again this time around. Hello, and welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Levine, and I thank you for hanging out with me again this time around. Hang on. I could have sworn I've heard that someplace before. And thus we have our topic for this episode, deja vu. What is this? What is this weird feeling that we all have sometime in our life that we've seen this place before, or we've been to this place before when we never have? Well, let's first of all define what it is. What is deja vu? Well, the words deja vu, it's actually a French phrase, which translates to the words already seen. According to Psychology Today, roughly 60 to 70% of people either have or will experience these feelings at one point or another. But to truly explain what deja vu is in more depth, that becomes a little tricky. The website betterhelp.com sums it up well, where it states that ultimately there is no one and only answer to the psychology of deja vu. Uh, The subject is still and always seems to be heavily researched, and for every finding, there's three other theories that could equally be as plausible. It notes there that while there is some scientific evidence highlighting the correlation between certain functions of the brain and deja vu, many findings remain rooted in circumstantial theories and probabilities. Now, there is one way to look at it that ScienceDaily.com gives us, which I personally think might just be the most logical. It mentions what is called recognition memory. It says, and I'm just going to read it here, recognition memory is the type of memory that allows us to realize that what we are currently experiencing has already been experienced before, such as, for example, when we recognize a friend on the street or we hear a familiar song on the radio, we can pinpoint an instance when a current situation had previously occurred, even if we're not consciously aware of it. For example, let's say we see a familiar man at a store, and then we realize we've seen him before on the bus. But then on the other hand, there's what's called familiarity-based recognition, and that occurs when our current situation feels familiar, but we don't remember when it's happened before. For example, We see that familiar man in the store, but we don't remember where we know him from. We have no idea we saw him on a bus. See, deja vu is believed to be an example of familiarity-based recognition. Because during deja vu, we're convinced that we recognize the situation. We just don't know why. The article closes by saying that deja vu may occur when specific aspects of a current situation resembles certain aspects of another occurring situation. If there's a lot of overlap between the elements of the new and the old situation, we get that strong feeling of familiarity. And again, I think personally that this is the ticket when it comes to deja vu. Let me give you a personal example. And you know what? Let's get deep. 
I'm going to go back to my childhood here. I have spotty memories of once in the summertime going to visit my grandparents and uncles in Bayonne, New Jersey. It may have happened more than once, but I don't really remember for sure. Now, this was back in the day where you could all as a family, as a group, go up to the boarding gate at the airport. You could literally drop off your 11-year-old kid on a plane. And then the receivers could be at the offboarding gate to pick the kid up. Now, this is way, way pre-9-11. This is the very early 80s, to be exact. So I remember visiting. And here's a bunch of things that I remember in part. I remember my grandfather walked a lot all over Bayonne, New Jersey. And it felt like he knew everyone in the neighborhood, and it felt like they all knew him least from my little perspective as, a, as an 11-year-old, he would stop and talk with passerby. He talked to shopkeepers, just everyone. None of these people ever seemed to be in a huge hurry when he talked to them, and he didn't either. I remember my grandfather smoked cigars, and I remember the scent kind of being pleasant in a strange way. I also remember that we would walk to Newark Bay, and there was a little park there, and in that park was an Italian ice truck that used to drive through. And I remember the taste of the lemon-flavored Italian ice. We would watch people with their crab nets. They were catching crabs in the Newark Bay, and usually they were Jersey Blue crabs. I remember a very, very Italian sculptor that had a workspace in one of the storefronts. Once when we were walking home from wherever we walked one day, this person was there and he gave me a portfolio of his work and he actually signed it. I have no idea where that signed portfolio went or who he was, but I often wonder if he was then or later became an artist that people would know. I also remember walking with my grandfather to a library in his neighborhood and taking out my Ventura County library card thinking it would work and that the librarian thought this was funny. Their home was filled with antiques to the point that it was almost literally impossible to walk in that house in any room. There was a small kitchen, and that was kind of free and clear, but it was little. But there were, at least in my memory, just things everywhere. Amidst the antiques and the books piled everywhere, for example, in the living room, I remember seeing what seemed at the time to be a ton of lit religious candles always burning right next to the television. Television was covered in books and was covered in antiques all around it and on top of it. I remember if you sat in that room and you looked out the window to your right, you'd see clotheslines hanging from the second floor of these uh, brownstones to wherever they were hooked on the other side. Uh, I remember a huge vegetable garden. I also remember playing outside and going into an outdoor cellar. And I noticed that on the ground, in the concrete of the outdoor cellar, there was a black circle painted on it. And I asked someone there about it. And, and apparently one of my uncles attempted to practice an occult ritual of sort some kind of years before involving that particular circle being painted there. I was told something strange happened, that he got scared, he ran out of there, and from that day, 
no matter what they did, no paint remover, no acid, no pressure wash, nothing would remove the black circle. So it just stayed there. I, as a kid, I, I remember that entire thing scared me to death. Part of me wonders if any of this was true or if they were just trying to scare me to death. Uh, in the cellar that you'd get to if you went down the steps inside the house, uh, there was a completely distinct scent. I, I, I know what it is even now, though it never seems to be replicated perfectly anywhere else that I've been. In there, in that cellar, I remember everything humans could possibly save in life throughout their lifetime was somehow put down there. I remember stacks of gun magazines. I, re I remember gun paraphernalia, uh, 50s pinups of female models and 60s pinups of muscular male models all shoved into and pouring out of old drawers and cabinets. There's wall to wall, literally in stacks of books upon books. There was an old sign that was emerging from this sea of everything that said, welcome home, Warren, that apparently was from when my father got back from the Vietnam War. There were religious imagery everywhere, tools, all kinds of other things that I have since specifically forgotten about. Anyway, this all absorbed into my fairly innocent 11-year-old brain. The point is this. This was maybe in total only a few weeks of the 48 years that I have been alive as of this recording. But it was extremely impactful on me. The thing is, though, that it almost doesn't seem real because, for one thing, it wasn't very often that I'd see these people as I lived in Southern California. And because all this just seemed to be a split second of my life. So here's my point of bringing all this stuff up. Sometimes, out of nowhere, someone will be smoking a cigar and I'm immediately taken somewhere. I leave where I am. I know the scent, but I don't immediately remember why. I've been here before. Then it hits me. Same thing can happen when something has the distinct scent of their brownstone or especially anything that even remotely resembles the scent of their cellar. It's surreal. Now, I can't say memories flood back because there really weren't that memory. But I mentally, even for a moment, again, just leave where I am. A lemon Italian ice will do this. So will seeing religious candles in a grocery store for sale. E even the rare occasions when I see a sculptor on television or a sculpture online, or especially that white marble in person at a museum, I'm only remembering all this now because I'm trying my best to focus on all of it, but during everyday life, it's just hidden in my head somewhere. Now, some put a metaphysical edge to all this, but I don't. Personally, I just happen to believe that we just have amazing brains capable of more than what we can even remotely understand. Maybe I can put it this way. If I had to guess, I'd probably estimate that I have around 2,000 vinyl records, and I'm guessing maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Now, I in no way remember all 2,000 of them. I don't know. But they're there. And at some point, I was moved to add every single one of these records to the collection. I think memory in our brain is similar. 
we pull from it. Sometimes we say, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. Or we do completely forget that we have the memory, just like we forget we have the album and don't remember. And then in comes the big mystery. Where did this come from? To me, that explains a lot of deja vu. It goes without saying that deja vu is, is nothing new. It's all over pop culture. And to what extent? Well, let's just say to illustrate it that musical artists as varied as Dionne Warwick to Iron Maiden have tackled this phenomenon. Even in literature, in the novel In Search of Lost Time, the author there described the sensation of deja vu. Here's the passage in part. This is what it said. I had just seen, standing a little way back from the road along which we were traveling, three trees, which probably marked the entry to a covered driveway and formed a pattern which I was not seeing for the first time. I could not succeed in reconstructing the place from which they had been as if it was detached. But I felt that it had been familiar to me once, so that my mind, having wavered between some distant year and the present moment, took place. Now, I think it's fair to say that we may have all experienced something similar, maybe in various stages of detail in our lives, and that it's fairly common. Now, if it was extreme, the Cleveland Clinic mentions uh, that sometimes there could be a neurological problem with all this, and it's just a suggestion. For example, if this was to occur very frequently, a few times a month or more often versus a few times a year, if this happens a lot, it may, you may want to look into it. Something else is if it's accompanied by abnormal dreamlike memories or visual scenes on a very, very regular basis, or maybe it's followed by loss of consciousness or symptoms such as unconscious chewing or fumbling or racing of the heart or a feeling of fear, we may need help. It then mentions that if there's any doubt about the cause of deja vu, it is important to consult a neurologist. But again, for most, it's just a normal mental process, and that's what we deal with from time to time. It also is supposed to get less as you, as you get older, too. In closing, knowing that we are essentially creating the deja vu ourselves with our own amazing and overwhelmingly complex brains, it does sort of take the drama and the potential fear away. By the way, that house on West 26th Street in Bayonne, New Jersey, and all the others on that street, on that block, they were all torn down. Uh, it's all now a parking lot for a ShopRite grocery store. But I'll tell you this, in my brain, it's still standing. And sometimes I get reminders that I'm not looking for, but they tap me on the shoulder psychologically to tell me that that building was there. And then doing the double take commences. But we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that, when played, can keep us on this topic musically. We have for you this time around a Refresher, like a good neighbor, Deja Vu is there, playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher-like a good neighbor, Deja Vu is there. 
So let's get into our 10 songs this time around. Track number one is I've Been There Too by 10 Years After. Number two, very original song, That Voice Again by Peter Gabriel. For number three, we have some German hard rock with the song Rooms Behind Your Mind by Thirsty Moon. Number four, Time Was by Canned Heat. Number five is Aerosmith with Same Old Song and Dance from their second record, Get Your Wings. Number six is History Repeating by Propellerheads featuring Shirley Bassey. Her vocal on this song makes me so happy. If, if you can listen to this song and her vocal doesn't make you smile, I don't know if there's anything I can do for you. History Repeating by Propellerheads featuring Shirley Bassey. Number seven is the Amy Mann version of Yesterday Once More. Number eight is Hello Again by The Cars. Number nine, Same Old Story with its incredible vocal by Stevie Wonder. This one comes from that Hidden Gem album of his called uh, Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants. Stevie Wonder, Same Old Story. Number 10, I had to do one of them, so let's do the obvious choice. This one is Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young with, you guessed it, the song entitled Deja Vu. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher. Like a good neighbor, Deja Vu is there. Now, if you could do me a big favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Uh, we're really growing. We're going in a, a, a nice clip. But what I like about it is I really seem to like everybody who's listening. You know, the feedback that I'm getting is very positive, and, and I hope that, that you really enjoy what you're listening to. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you want to, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But I always say this, and I'm always going to say something of this nature, whether you do or don't contribute, just please, please, please feel free to enjoy and listen anytime you want. It's not a problem. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive, and the song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time... This is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.